nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword, passport. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your GarageLogic podcast number 917, September 6, 2022. 98 degrees on this day in 1922. And it was 35 degrees in 1885. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Y'all doing? Let's do this, brah. Here we go. There was a shooting outside the fair last night at 8.30 p.m. right on Como Avenue. Oh, really? And there was a shooting inside the fair Saturday night, uh, which marks the second time in three weeks I've had a family member caught up in crime. Had a granddaughter caught in the tear gas that was used apparently to try to disperse the crowd, even though she was attempting to disperse. Jeez. Oh, and uh, which incident? Which incident was that, Joe? Saturday night there was a shooting on the fairgrounds. That was the one she was at. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. And then we had three people killed. Uh, Sunday in St. Paul, two injured. That apparently is not a domestic case. The police believe they know who they are looking for. The mayor and his various hangers-on arrived at that scene and were very somber and gave their remarks about how they can't take any more of this. None of us can. Uh, we're in a world of hurt. The uh, the fair, we've always thought the fair is sacrosanct. Yes. We, we never really anticipated gunplay inside the fair. Everybody's wondering, well, how did a guy get a gun inside the fair? There's metal detectors. Uh, hell, I was stopped for a money clip going through the metal detectors so well you had too much money so someone you know <laughs> someone someone must have passed him a gun over the fence for example well that's a, and there's a lot of fence hopping i know they can't you know down by the horse barns yes it's patrolled but it's it's possible it's not impossible to sneak under a fence or climb over yeah in many locations i was a fence hopper as a youth yeah, but but I wasn't hopping yeah, to bring in a weapon. I was going to say you were just trying to maybe sneak a beer or get a prano no, not pump. even a beer. I mean, I was just trying to save fifty cents or whatever it right. cost to get in. Right. There. 
we we invited. Uh, I want I want to follow up on this. We invited the governor Tim Walls repeatedly, and he was repeatedly on the grounds. And uh, many GLers are angry with me and insisting that I would have been uh, soft on Walls and that I would have thrown him softball questions. And none of you none of you know that because the interview did not happen. I was prepared to tell Walls that uh, he has been a miserable failure uh, when it comes to crime. Uh, Crime has uh, exploded exponentially under his watch uh, for a variety of reasons, and I think indicative of the fact that he has been a failure on crime is that he has really nothing to talk about right now except, uh, what, abortion and education. And he's a big fan of spending more money on education, which is preposterous. It's more than half the state's budget. There's no evidence that money spent equals academic achievement. But he really has nothing to stand on right now. And it's a shame that he uh, did not uh, have the courtesy to come on the show. You're not going to like, well, maybe this will, maybe it'll delight you. One of those days, I think it was Friday of the first week, uh, after our show got over, I was walking by that big stage that's right behind us. Yes. And he was up on stage talking. <laughs> that's 25 feet from us. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's when I went and approached him and um, reintroduced myself, as I usually do. And he said, oh, yeah, that's when he said to the press secretary, write that down. And I, I did go back and forth with Claire, his press secretary. He really has a lot of people, doesn't he? He does have a lot of people. And uh, I had talked with his chief of staff while I was at the airport running into the governor, and uh, I really I really thought it was going to happen. He was very enthusiastic, and no, he, he could have made it happen. No, he wasn't. He no. was not. This is um, well, then that was just for show, I guess. That day I walked by him, there were about five people in the audience paying attention. Mm-hmm. What was he talking about? I, I have no idea. I didn't even break um, stride. You know what, though? It's water under the bridge. So we'll move on, except what we cannot move on from is this horrible, horrible crime problem. I mentioned during the fair that, uh, is it Cedric Alexander? Yes. The new public safety commissioner in Minneapolis? The big kahuna. Uh, he, he says all the boilerplate things, but I'm going to tip my hat to him because he's astonished that $7.5 million was given to violence interrupters. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he said, uh, A, uh, are they interrupting anything? And B, where is the evidence that the money's being well spent? Do we have a log of the calls? Do we have a log of their appearances? Do we have a log of any accomplishments? And I'm really rooting for the fellow uh, to get to the bottom of that because the uh, the emphasis in both towns, Minneapolis and St. Paul, as well as other areas in the country where you get closest to the country's tallest buildings is merely to hire more and more people who have no earthly idea (laughs) what to do about crime. And they're completely missing the boat. Uh, Crime is starting. Crime, your your path to crime can very well start at birth and uh, be the result of poor parenting and poor discipline in the home and uh, the decline of moral and ethical integrity, which, to my knowledge, no authority, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, has ever addressed because it's anathema to what they believe in. They can't possibly believe that. Their idea of moral and ethical integrity has been flawed. 
they believe criminals are victims. And I've had it happen to my family twice in the last three weeks. So when people say, well, it's hitting close to home, you know, it's hit home. And yeah, it, yeah. It, it's hit home. And it's going to hit your home. And we have, uh, as a nation, we have allowed uh, the political process to be turned over to adult children. And they are not capable of handling the basics of a city. Uh, and the chief basic of a city is crime and safety. And they're miserable failures. They're they're all failures from the governor on down. And uh, the left is ruining the cities of America, completely ruining. Uh, people are uh, can't sell their homes fast enough in Portland. I've never... I've never bought into that I'm going to flee argument because if I sold my house, somebody else is going to buy it. You're not really punishing anybody by selling your house. You're uh, you're only relieving yourself. The city will still yeah. have its tax revenue. No, nobody's leaving. I, I don't think anybody's leaving trying to give one to the man. Right. You can't do it. Because you're leaving for peace of, yeah, peace of mind. Will, somebody else who apparently is willing to live in this cauldron of fury Right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll buy the house because cities do have undeniable benefits. They're close to everything. Mm-hmm. Period. They're close to everything. And, uh, these adult children have made, uh, great, great hay with that, wishing for sustainable, uh, cultures, for example. But when you think of, uh, when you think of crime, do you, and you look at the rosters of the city council and the two mayors, they, they have no idea. <laughs> right. They they have no earthly idea. Is it because they're so isolated? Is that Well let's let's bring it closer to home. We'll get back to crime, but I've been musing on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life all weekend about the failure of the water system in Jackson, Mississippi. Yes. The uh, Pearl River flooded and it overflowed the uh, capabilities of the water system, which is thirty years old in Jackson, Mississippi, to continue to produce potable water. And, of course, my, my instant thought was, well, this will be blamed on racism uh, because there's been white flight in Jackson, Mississippi. And the progressives and the mysterians and the euphorians will argue that uh, the water system was left lax because the uh, town, which is the capital of Mississippi, had become principally black. And I, I knew that would be coming, and it has. But... Uh, Thanks to the Wall Street Journal, there's something that helps me state my case today. It's their lead editorial, and it's called Jackson's Water Woes Explained. Uh, and, and they started with exactly what I was thinking about. It's inevitable these days that any urban calamity, just so throw in crime if you want, uh, immediately becomes a progressive parable of systemic racism and anti-governmental ideology. Uh, that's been the media spin after last week's failure of a water treatment plant in Jackson, Mississippi. But the truth isn't that simple. This is another local government failure of the kind that's becoming all too common in America's cities. And, and I would uh, emphasize, no, it's becoming all too common the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Mm-hmm. I don't think Albert Lee is going to have a water problem. Right. Uh, Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves said Monday that we have returned water pressure to the city, but Jackson residents suffered a week without reliable water after flooding of the Pearl River overwhelmed the 30-year-old O.B. Curtis water treatment plant. Much of the blame 
belongs to chronic mismanagement by elected officials in the city of about 150,000. Ensuring safe and reliable drinking water is fundamentally a local responsibility under the U.S. Federalist system, with the state and federal government providing some oversight. But many cities, like Jackson, are struggling to perform this core government responsibility. Jackson's water woes are not new. In 2014, 90% of city workers approved a one percentage point increase in the sales tax in part to fund water and sewer repairs. In the past nine years, the city has allocated nearly $490 million from its capital budget to water and sewers, about $3,200 per resident. But much of the money hasn't been well spent, and the city's water problems have worsened. Uh, let me stop right there. Now, you just take a look around, GLers, and you think of the uh, city council members in Minneapolis, and you think of the city council members in St. Paul, Mitra Jalali, whose lifelong dream is to close Summit Avenue. I'm sorry, Snelling Avenue, so she can walk freely about it. Yeah. Do you think any of these people care or know about the transfer of potable water? No, not Absolutely one thing. Not. Absolutely. They care about... Give them the hardware store test. Do you think Mitra Jalali has even ever been in an Ace hardware store? I doubt it. And if so, to buy a wrench, would she know what a wrench is, and I'm not being facetious? <laughs> I would like to put them to that test. How can we put a wax ring? That test? Uh, ask her to go buy a wax ring. Right. What, right. Do, you, what do you use a wax ring for? I would ask use her. it in plumbing. Yeah. Now here's what we're what we're discovering: the failure of the political leaders. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, is taking on entirely new, new dynamics which we've never discussed. They are not equipped to handle a water problem, nor were they in Jackson. Okay. Jackson being no different, I'm assuming, than Minneapolis or St. Paul when it comes to its political leadership. You, you mean uh, infrastructure? Right, right. We face a future, and we face it here, of water problems. We face a future of... Electrical problems. We face a future of bridge problems. We face a future of anything that has to do with the basic hands-on dynamics of real work. Now, what we should be thankful for is that apparently we still have some good people in the water system Mm -hmm. in both towns. Okay. We still have some good people uh, in the uh, Department of Public Transportation insofar as they're out maintaining things and plowing snow. We still have some good people who chase down electrical problems. And without those people, these cities would, would more rapidly fall into disrepair. So what we've, what we've got now have to start rooting for is... The city can continue to attract, and I, I have my suspicions about this, the city can, t- can continue to attract great people to work on these projects because the people in charge cannot work on them, don't know anything about them, 
and would rather would rather redefine and explore new cultural prerogatives than fix things that need fixing. Plus, they get in the way when they do get involved. Now, here's Jackson, Mississippi, where they've uh, set aside $490 million and it's been spent poorly. Uh, in the month before the flood, Jackson residents were under a boil water notice. Oh, a boy. A frequent occurrence in the city due to failed pumps at the Curtis plant. Oh, pumps gosh. should not have failed. The pumps need to be maintained. Right. The pumps need to be lubricated. The pumps need to be repaired. Got to prime them pumps, Joe. Yeah, prime pumps them. need to be primed. Prime them. Prime them up. And what we've got to pray for as a nation is that these things hold together. Because we already have enough, enough chaos with crime in the streets. You want to couple that with water failure? In April of 2021, an electrical fire caused the plant to temporarily shut down. And a winter storm that year also interrupted the water supply for many residents for weeks. The city's progressive mayor, Democrat Chokwe Chokwe Lumumba, Ah. blames white state Republicans for not providing sufficient funding. No, that's disingenuous. Without even knowing the history of Jackson, Mississippi, I can see why they would be prone to want to blame white people. But it's simpler than that. The progressives have no idea how to do real work on real things, because <laughs> that's not what they're interested in. That's not what they learn in the failed academy. That's not what they feel destined to do. Yet the state made available nearly $170 million in loans and grants from 2016 to 2021 for Jackson's water and sewer infrastructure. Earlier this year, Mr. Lumumba Grumbled when the state offered another $25 million from Federal American Rescue Plan Act funds because lawmakers insisted on exercising oversight on how the money was spent. The state had good reason. In other words, the mayor, the progressive mayor, is fuming because they they offered another $25 million, but they said, we want to keep our eye on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Show us the receipts. <laughs> In March of 2020, the Federal Environmental Protection Agency issued an emergency administration order to Jackson citing conditions that present an imminent and substantial endangerment to the persons served by the water system. If you don't think this is coming to the country's tallest buildings, you are out of your mind and you're not paying attention. Matter of time. The city had uh, failed to perform. Get this, Kenny and Rook. The city had failed to perform filter maintenance. You change a filter <laughs> once like, a year. They're like renters. Yeah. My God, they're, they're like, like renters. You take the filter out, bring it to the you, the one to Home Depot. Be like and Patrick. Say, bring yeah. it with yes, you yes. so you get the right one. I need these. I want this kind. <laughs> All right, stop right there. It sounds like in Jackson they have not had the good fortune to have the people in place working on the infrastructure. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we do here. Whose fault Whose fault is that, though, Such? That would be the fault of the elected leaders hiring the wrong people. Right. But with water, wouldn't filter 
with water, that would be number one priority. Isn't filter kind of a key word? Key, well, with water in Mississippi? Yes. That would be in, in look, I don't know what, in giant letters. Change the filter, Ray. This is incredible. They failed to maintain filter maintenance at both of its water treatment plants, the EPA noted. Jackson residents say the city doesn't respond to calls when pipes burst or sewage backs up in their homes. <laughs> of course they don't. Who would, want to, who would want to answer that it's call? It's much Come more on. fun bitching at white people. Right. It's much more fun condemning white patriarchy. It's much more fun to say a criminal is a victim. In the meantime, you can't get a glass of water. The progressive media narrative is that Jackson's problems in the inevitable re- is the inevitable result of, wa- of result of whites fleeing the predominantly black city. I'm going to reject that out of hand, resulting in a shrinking of the local tax base. They, I just got done reading you about the hundreds of millions of dollars they poured into this, and it was poorly spent because it was probably stolen. Uh, whites fleeing the predominantly black city, resulting in a shrinking of the local tax base. For, but many blacks have been escaping, too. Blame lousy schools and infrastructure and a homicide rate that is among the highest in the U.S. Well, it sounds like Jackson's a hellhole. Yep. In <laughs> any case, city revenue increased $264 million from $242 million between 16 and 2020. Yet the city's water and sewage disposal system ran $27 million in operating deficits during that time. There's no excuse for this. Progressives are not capable people. They don't know how to work. More accurately, they don't know how to work on what they're supposed to be working on. And until America wakes up and cleans house and elects hardworking people, we're going to be doomed. Absolutely doomed. Do you know that driving through, I had to drive through St. Paul downtown because 52 to 30 uh, to 94 is closed right now. Mm-hmm. You, that ramp is closed. Mm-hmm. So I take 7th Street, worm my way around, hit Jackson. I'm going up Jackson to get to 94. Mm-hmm. I have uh, uh, the two stoplights that are there. They have single bike lane uh, I'm aware. I'm aware of all this, yeah. I'm, uh, this is right. what they're spending money on. Right. It's... And it's 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 ornate. It's not just a red light. There's everything. It's just it's wasted money. Okay, Such, you kicked us. We we're doubled over in pain. You gave us an uppercut. We're in despair. You started a call to action. What are you really saying with this call to action? We need like more Jimmy Francis type people. Yeah. He's the mayor of South St. Paul, who I'm begging to move to St. Paul, and he won't. Uh, Unless we have a new, well-grounded, I don't care if you're male, female, black, yellow, red, or blue, unless we have a new group of well-grounded people who know the basics of American life running this country, this country is headed for for complete ruin. Hmm. I'm not I don't think this is an exaggeration anymore. 
I'm just piggybacking off the crime, which is already bringing the country to ruin. Right, and you didn't bring up the one thing that we talk about on a daily basis, the failed academy. That's where we which also... Is the, which, which is the root of all these sins. Right, which is where we, we really need the help the most. You might not be a mayor or a senator or a representative, but are you a teacher? Mm-hmm. To conclude, the Wall Street Journal notes, Jackson's competence problems read like those in Detroit and Flint, Michigan. States, state receiverships help fix their chronic fiscal and management problems. And this is an idea worth considering for Jackson. Governor Reeves has promised to cover half the cost of the repairs for the current crisis. But Jackson needs more help than money alone can provide. Thank you. And the help you need is that we need different people running these cities. And the progressives have a stranglehold on America's cities, and they're ruining them. They're ruining them. That is not hyperbole. My God, the state fair has been sacrosanct. And because of lax prosecution and cupcake sentences and lax bail, you've got criminals running the streets. If they catch the guy who shot up the fair, it'd be interesting to see what kind of slap on the wrist he gets. Or record. Mm-hmm. And the governor calling, so why do these people, we need stricter uh, gun laws. When they find the person <laughs> who killed three people right off Maryland the other afternoon in broad daylight, three people in the house, the police are describing it as a very complex crime scene. I, I don't know what they mean by that, but apparently a very troubling crime scene. Do you really want to think that the guy who did the shooting has not had a previous record? You think these carjackers around town, you think each time they carjack a car, it's their first attempt? No. This is like an apprenticeship uh, program, Such, where you kind of start at the bottom and uh, you work your way up. And uh, these kids are just going through the program, Mm -hmm. hoping to one day be journeyman criminals. We got an 18-year-old victim last night at the shooting outside the state fairgrounds. Uh, Multiple officers from St. Paul responded to reports of a shooting near 1500 Como, and multiple shell casings were found in the street. An 18-year-old victim has since been transported to Regents Hospital and is expected to survive, as is apparently the victim of Saturday night shooting at the state fair. This story did not get much play on the news last night and did not get, it got no play. It was not mentioned in the St. Paul paper, and it got one paragraph in the Minneapolis paper, which is another concern of mine because uh, because complicit in the ruination of the cities is the ruination of journalism. And I have to wonder, and I'm not suggesting this yet, but I have to wonder if the progressive narrative will include news-gathering institutions to the point where we won't be reporting crimes. Wow. We're already leaning to not report what race the perpetrator is. In some cases, not at all. The U of M, I think, was is implementing that on their police force. But you're suggesting that down the road... They just won't even report the crime. Right. Well, we're already seeing that in the news-gathering institution, you have no people capable of the curiosity when it comes to climate of wondering if something ever happened before. (laughs) It takes about a two-minute Google search to discover that. Right. 
It doesn't occur to them because what's happening right now is hysteria, and we must we must provide you hysteria because we know best. Mm. Uh, I uh, I hope you all got to look at those gator magnets at the state fair. We use them in the talk shop. Very popular. Much as much to my surprise, the entire fair was practically over before I knew we were using gator hooks at the state fair, and uh, they're a new invention with multiple poles. That's a magnetic term. Uh, What that means is these things are so strong, you can't pull them off the steel surface you put them on in your garage without lifting up a little plastic lever, and off they fall. Gator hooks are movable hooks with a patented magnetic technology that holds up to 25 pounds, and you can attach it to any metal surface because it turns metal surfaces into storage areas, and you can really, really refine the storage in your garage. You can turn toolboxes, steel shelves, cabinets, workbenches, fire doors, fridges, and freezers into storage spaces. You can take it in the house. You can take it out on the job site. This is a boom. I saw it, and I went, boom. Boom. This works. This is really cool. You can find out how Gator Magnetics work, and you can find out some of the incredible options that are already available and on the line coming. You can hang a basket between two metal hooks. Yes. And, uh, Accessorize. And if you don't like it there, you lift up the plastic lever. Boom. You pull the magnetic off. You move it over there. I want, I want it over in the corner. You got to check it out. Go to GatorMagnetics.com and see those Gator hooks in action. Why do you get on AimHighConstructionMN.com right now and get a hold of Chris and get the ball rolling? Well, because um, Aim High Construction, they're going to be there for you with every aspect of the project from design consultation to final cleanup. They're a full-service construction company, quality, honest service. That's their deal. And if it means you'll get on the schedule, but it'll be a couple of months out, Chris is going to be honest with you about that too, but definitely do it. Aim High, uh, they're experts in all portions of construction from new builds to remodels and Everything in between, no matter what you need, they can do it for you. Get that home uh, updated, improve your environment, improve your morale, and force that equity up. Uh, get a hold of aimhighconstructionmn.com and get in touch with Chris and get that bid ball rolling. Truth, Justice, and the Suture. All right. If you got a food fraud problem, you got a Department of Human Services uh, failure to account for federal money that was sent here uh, to aid and abet homeless solutions, you don't think you can have a water and sewage failure? Now, so far, we we should be grateful, I'm imagining, that we have some uh, people who go to work every day and make sure you can get a glass of water. And uh, I hope that continues. But I have absolutely zero trust, and I'm not exaggerating, I have zero trust in the uh, running of either city, Minneapolis or St. Paul. None. Okay. I I think that's a... uh, Who was that little jerk that got defeated by Latricia Vita? you know the guy uh, helped me. Yeah, um, thankfully I've forgotten his name already. I'm checking. Oh, what 
the hell was that little cracker uh, cracker jack's name <laughs> uh anyway i'm just going to say do you think he ever gave one second of thought to the basics of a city it Plumbing? doesn't appear that he did <laughs> no. no no oh rook we play his drop all the time the guy who said uh, who couldn't even figure out what a police chief was supposed to do right. i can't think of his name it's not important but he he would be typical of what we're dealing with and what we're dealing with are people who have no interest in running a city the way it should be run. My God, uh, Melvin Carter, for example, has hired countless people with no indication that they've done anything, <laughs> that there's any result or achievement in improving anything in the city. Uh, the crime is is worse than it's ever been, and, and, and the governor shares responsibility in that, dating back to letting the third precinct burn in May of 2020 without calling in the National Guard. Right. Uh, so we're uh, we're in a fine kettle of fish here, and uh, I I I have no hope in the voters. Most well, of the, the people voting in the in the Twin Cities proper really don't have much of an oar in the water. They don't really uh, have any anything at stake that would compel them to be worried about things like water, plumbing, sewage, electricity. They, they they're pick, pick they're me. they're coasting along. Pick me, pick me. Yes, Joel. Kenny. Philippe Cunningham. Philippe oh. Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> you think that crackpot was ever in a hardware store? No. No, I don't. <laughs> and, and didn't he Maybe. just land a big job? <laughs> They all uh, do better suits. They're yeah. like s- school superintendents. Yeah, he just landed some gig, which is astonishing because he's not capable of doing anything, which is amazing to me. Well, that means he should work in government. That's the problem. <laughs> the people who can't do anything end up in government, and the people who can do something end up with crap on their basement floor. <laughs> right. Yes, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> yep. Cunningham is black, queer, and transgender. I'll say. Uh, he just landed a gig, Rook. Yeah, but what? But what else, Matthew? I mean, are there any other that's qualifications? That's all that's important. That's all you need. Wait. Give me something. Wait. Man. Ran a business, had an employee. A uh, vegan since know. 2016. Well, he's a vegan there. Yeah. That's vegan okay. Now. Okay. Yeah. Tell me he uh, had a job delivering papers or no. mowing yards. No, no, no. Or... He was practicing veganism. Kool-Aid, a Kool-Aid stand, anything. Come on, anything nope, at all. I can't see it. Oh, man. Many emailers wanted me to uh, see the story about a stranded motorist with a dead battery in the electric car uh, got got help from West Virginia coal miners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God help us. Yeah, the vehicle uh, of an uh, the electric vehicle of an unfortunate Washington D.C. tourist ran out of battery in the middle of a remote West Virginia road on Friday. Uh, today, uh, at our mine off Corridor H, an electric car from D.C. ran out of battery on the road entrance to the mine, and uh, the guys from the mine came out and. Pitched in and got the got it. Miners, it's just amazing. Um, and the, the owner phrase, of that car wouldn't understand the irony. Uh, the fr- the phrase "remote West Virginia road." Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny, Kenny, don't do that. No, no. Kenny, Kenny stays on the freeway in West right. Virginia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? 
Washington, D.C. tourists. <laughs> what the hell are you looking at? The source of the energy for your electric battery? <laughs> I don't know. Hi, guys. An electric car merely has its exhaust pipes elsewhere. And I have a note that other emailers wanted me to note. A teacher in Ireland has been suspended from work and then jailed. Pay attention now. Yep. Suspended from his job and then jailed for contempt of court after he refused to use the correct pronouns to address a transgender student. Whoa. Jail, huh? Enoch Burke was arrested last Monday for violating a court order barring him from teaching at Wilson's Hospital School in Westmeath or even being present there. Judge Michael Quinn found Burke guilty of uh, not using the transgender rules and kicked him uh, away from his job. Uh, The teacher remained defiant in the face of jail time, telling the judge that it is insanity that he would be let out of the courtroom and taken to prison for refusing to give up his Christian beliefs. Uh, I'm going to stop right there. What does Christianity have to do with it? Right. Uh, What about reality? (laughs) So some guy named Fred demands that they want to be referred to as they. Yep. I'm telling the guy to go bleep himself. I'm still calling you Fred. You're Fred. You're Fred. Let's have some reality here. Right. Where is the person in this world who's going to stand up and say, bleep you? They? And I don't want to start you, a div- I'm not trying to start a divisive civil war. I'm saying you people need to you need to hold on to reality. Yeah. I'm not calling you they, Fred. Your name is Fred. You're a male. You're Fred. Simadonna. If you want to sit around the playground after school and call each other they, I can't do much about that, and you go ahead. But in here, you're Fred, and you over there, you're Martha. No, I'm her. You know, uh, no, no, you're not. You're Martha. What I hear now is a whole lot of tone policing. Yeah. And I think you threw in a few ableist slurs there, too. I probably did. I, I want you to call me Bearded Lisa. <laughs> no. And you're not getting any no. Bearded Lisa no. from me. I, I I don't understand this. I, that's one part of the mystery I'm still wrestling with is this intense focus on sexual ideology. I just don't get it. I don't get it. And why are we forcing people why, – why are people telling them this is my pronoun? I want to be referred to as that. Why can't I just call – for real, why can't I just call you Fred? Why do, I, why do you have to be they? My pronoun is they. I, I don't I, care what your pronoun is. I don't, I don't care that you don't like cheeseburgers. I don't. <laughs> it's another way to ruin Western civilization, but it must be deeper than that. There must be something behind this that I'm failing to grasp. Why the intense urgency for kids as young as first grade or kindergarten to be instructed in all these made up varieties of gender? I don't get it. I'm serious. I don't get it. Why? Why would you do that to a kid? What? What's at stake here? What's the rush? Well, let's let's analyze that. What's at stake? Uh, what's at stake is convention. What's at stake is tradition. What's at stake is civility. What's at stake is a 
normal reality, and I guess you could make the argument that tradition and history and normal reality are all up for grabs in the undoing, in the undoing of the culture. They're all up for grabs. And I guess you could even circle further around and come to the conclusion that it's a it's a great way to attack white patriarchy. Is that, that what these, we're doing here? That these these genders are merely an affectation of white pioneers and white founders of the country. And therefore they should be exploded. They should be they should be disintegrated because they have no basis. They have no meaning, which is B as in B, S as in S. Do you think the people that demand to be called a pronoun, though, are giving it that much deep thought? No, they're idiots. They're just doing <laughs> okay, what the teacher you. tells them. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Yeah. No, That's they're what, just morons. Exactly what I wanted to hear. Right. <laughs> Thank you. They're morons. Yeah, okay. Like they doing the wave capable. or something. And maybe. here, they're being disabused of capable deep thought. They're not encouraged to have deep thought. That's the true sin. That's the true sin of the failed academy. There is no deep thought. It's your it's the your way or their way or the highway. Shallow pool. Yeah, there's right. no deep thought. Is this is this your L C D theory from of twenty five years ago? Lowest comedy now. Yeah. Are we all just becoming nothing? We're not we're not going. We're not getting better. We're getting worse. We're getting worse. Oh, okay. This is And you can judge that by crime and water supplies, if nothing else. I preferred if you refer to me as him, please. Call no. me him. No. I'm, I'm I'm leap him. you. Your name is Kenny. <laughs> I, I, I'm him here. Yeah. I got your him right here. Right. What a bunch of B is and B, S, S, and S. It really is. It's just... It's so ridiculous. It's hard to even comment on it. Once in a while, because my golf game is struggling, I'll move up to a forward tee, mm -hmm. and they say of me, he's going to they, them tee. Oh. He's going to they, them tee. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You go up to the ladies' tee box, huh? I go up sometimes to the she, her tee. <laughs> and uh, is the rule still in place that if you... If you hit a, a worm burner off the tee, you have to walk to the first hole with your pants around your ankles. No, you get to pull them up. Oh, you get to do the, that's it's called the weenie wiggle. No, you have to get past the she, her tee. Yes, otherwise you got to If you don't do get the... past the she, her tee, then you have a, another profane saying said about you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you have to do the weenie wiggle. A number of people want me to be aware that we've had no hurricanes yet in the Atlantic. Remember, that's... what's the rule of thumb about hurricanes? You should all pass this test at the University of Garage. Uh, if you have multiple hurricanes, that's what? Time to move. No. That's what? Nature. No. Oh. It, no. Think oh. of it in terms of the mystery. If you've got a lot of hurricanes, you have what? You have a lot of people. Global warming. Yes. And if you don't have a lot of hurricanes, that's what? Uh, lucky. That's luck. Luck. Yeah. Yep. I remember now. So if you get a lot of hurricanes, that's climate change. Yep. But if you don't get any hurricanes, that's luck. It's luck. Roll the dice. They're saying it. They said it. <laughs> Rod writes, Joe, for the first time in 25 years, there has not been a hurricane in August. Uh, and there's a number of sources out there. Here's a piece he links me to from the Washington Post. August may pass without a single name tropical storm. And this has the hysterians just beside themselves. 
they're having a meltdown. How do we promulgate our uh, climate change hysteria if we can't even come up with a lousy hurricane? Right. Here's another one from... Uh, well, is the reason we didn't have any hurricanes due to climate change? No, luck. <laughs> <laughs> because I've found that climate change is the source for all weather, well, good or bad. But if you have a lot of hurricanes, be hysterical because that's climate change. Feel if you lucky. don't have a lot of hurricanes, you're lucky. So you're telling me then, basically, that your view of science is merely a toss of the coin. Hmm. Uh, Scott writes, are you doing a tropical update? No hurricanes have hit the U.S. mainland in over 50 days. In fact, August did not see any tropical storm that could have strengthened into a hurricane. Uh, and I did recall, prior to Labor Day, we were getting headlines on the likes of CNN saying, storms developing that could ruin Labor Day. Well, they never happened. Because you know why? We're lucky. We just got lucky. Do I dare say that your friend John Kerry and his scientific prediction, now that it is the height of the hurricane season, the peak being the 10th of December, and still no tropical storms on the horizon, maybe it was the $800 billion that it was to be spent on climate change. Mm. Imagine. If you would waste, I mean spend, even more money on climate change, we could completely eliminate all hurricanes. Forget the fact that storms are God's way of balancing out the atmosphere, but if we don't see any increase of the number of hurricanes and their increased intensity that would make Mr. Kerry either a liar or would reveal the fact that he knows nothing about meteorology and we cannot have that. Here is what we need. Here is where we need a ruling from you. Which side of the proverbial fence should one fall? That Mr. Carey is a liar or that he knows nothing about meteorology? Long-time listener and always pushing back. Good luck, Scott. Good luck, Scott. Uh, he knows nothing about meteorology. Right. But he's the guy who said if we just get out ahead of these storms, yeah, seven we can prevent them. So you wouldn't have to have hurricanes again if you followed Carey's advice, which would be to steal more money. Right. For and no possible reason whatsoever. No possible reason whatsoever. And wasn't he, didn't he want to throw about eight billion? Oh yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he had some. Well, the storms cost a bit, 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 bit. Uh, yeah, uh, he was uh, stuttered. Yeah, I don't. I can't find. Uh, it. I don't know where. He did put you it. actually get two emails? <laughs> yeah, about hurricanes. Yes. Jeweler's a lot of free time, huh? Some downtime over the weekend. Oh, Jeweler's loved to sit on the front porch and email. pontificate. Love email. Good morning, Joe. I just caught up on the podcast and was laughing out loud at your exchange with Willow. Uh, always my thought is, can you even be a GLer without submitting your kids' names to be Foghorn? So here we go. My, get the Foghorn ready. Okay. My oldest is Boone Lee. Boone. I, I'm I like Foghorning. That. I don't care. I'm Foghorning it. Uh, yeah. Can't find it, can yep. you? And my youngest is... And my youngest is Kaysen, C-A-Y-S-E-N. I like them both, Boone and Kaysen. Yeah. That sounds good. Jason, Hi, Jason and Wadena. He's referring to Willow, a very precocious seventh grader yeah. uh, that we had on at the show. And she won some blue ribbons for her artwork, which she didn't uh, bring to the podcast. <laughs> right. But right. We, we could all imagine them because she had a... A picture of one of them on her phone. You know what? You know what that Willow brought that I thought was better than any picture. What 
She brought attitude. She really attitude, did. yes, she did. And she, she really gave did. it right to you. I ran into Willow and her dad uh, on the way out that afternoon and thanked them profusely. Oh, it was fun. And was uh, fun. said, there'll always be a spot for you, Willow, on the GL podcast. Call anytime. And she was just a walk-up. She wasn't even a booked guest. She wanted to uh, uh, redeem herself with her with the foghorn that you gave, and that's the whole reason. And I said, "What do you do? Oh, you got a four H project? Come on up. Let's talk about it." I consider her a book guest because her father had contacted us before the fair and was offering her up as a guest. Oh, so that's why they showed up. Copy that. And Willow, it turns out, wants to have her own podcast. Uh, to which I'm thinking, why not? Seven hundred and fifty thousand other people have one. <laughs> You might as well get one. Exactly. I love she started grilling you on how much money you make, though. Yeah. That was fun, too. Yeah. Well, the word's out, I think. You now. getting paid for this? No. <laughs> Luke writes, uh, just wanted to fill you in on what it feels like to be a 24-year-old college graduate who just paid off $10,000 in federal student loans in June. That was over a quarter of my income. I'm so incredibly frustrated for a few reasons. One, I could have saved that money and have been better set to deal with inflation if goods and housing loans that are guaranteed to follow Joe Biden's student loan cancellation. Two, we are mad at the wrong people. The loans are not predatory. It's clear what you sign up for. You get money, spend it on the school, and later you pay it back with interest much lower than private loan companies. The universities are the predatory ones. They raise tuition and lower the quality of education. So I thought I'd put together a list of things that my student loans help pay for. Number one, a bowling class. I'm a Mm. college-educated bowler, and not one employer has asked me about it. Number two, a (laughs) class on conspiracy theories. Our final lesson was disproving Jesus Christ as a conspiracy. Wow. Number three, two rounds of pink eye medication freshman year. I'd rather sleep in a McDonald's playhouse than a college dorm. (laughs) Number four, a $150 parking pass to a lot that was barely half full. Number five, books we never use. Professors have you buy the latest edition even though it holds no new information. Number six, campus green energy initiatives like solar panels, pollinator gardens, etc. Number seven, a coach who harnessed the female team. I don't get what that means. I don't know what that is. Number eight, a coach who used racial slurs at his team. Number nine, a professor with a geology master's teaching mass communication. Number 10, an already outdated degree. Bonus, I went in once for a $500 loan. The financial aid worker said $500 is not a lot. Can I bump it up to a grand? How many 18-year-olds say, absolutely? Hell yeah. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) The schools are the predators. Yes, they are. And this is what people rack up tens to hundreds of dollars, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt for. The belief wholeheartedly that the schools are just charging what they have in order to stay afloat and that somehow the lenders are the criminals. Now Biden's actions have enabled the colleges to continue to overcharge and overspend students' money and paid out loan services at the same time. The bad guys won big. Pushing back from northern Minnesota, Luke. You're right, Luke. You're absolutely right. 
Wow. I wonder how many GLers got a, a chance to meet Kaylin Bloom at the EcoFun location on the grounds of the State Fair. She was there Sunday. She's really an expert on the proper fit for an electric bike. The Bentelli e-bikes and all of the other brands of e-bikes EcoFun Motorsports has, plus the uh, Vespa scooters, classic Moto Guzzi motorcycles, high-end Aprilia motorcycles, all those little scooters, gas-powered, 100 miles to the gallon that turn every urban errand into adventure. Our friend Pat, who was on the State Fair team, mm-hmm. he got a, a scooter at EcoFun. I was looking at it the other day, and I said, 75 miles to the gallon? He said, nope, 100 miles to the gallon. Wow. You are really, really turning your errands into adventure. Scooters and bikes and youth recreational equipment at two EcoFun Motorsports locations. A new store in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just west of Interstate 35, and the store that opened this summer in Burnsville on the service road off 35W, just south of Pawn America. Great service, great people, helmets, apparel, you name it, EcoFun Motorsports, and uh, really a great website, too, EcoFunMotorsports.com. The Minnesota Weapons Collectors Association is holding a big show this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, September 10th and 11th, at the Ramsey Adrenaline Center on Highway 10 and Armstrong Boulevard. It's $10 per person. There'll be dozens of exhibitors, shotguns, rifles, scopes, ammo, magazines, all the other accessories, uh, and you can also bring in your trade-in if you wish. They're open Saturday and Sunday, 9 to 5. Children 12 and under are free. 18 and under must be accompanied by an adult. Go to mwca.org for more information, including vendor reservations. The Minnesota Weapons Collector Association show, September 10th and 11th at the Ramsey Adrenaline Center, Highway 10 and Armstrong Boulevard. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Cicero. I'm hearing rumors that John and Dylan Height will be performing bumps for us next couple of days. Love that. Or I maybe, love that. Maybe, maybe just one day. I don't know. I I heard rumors to that effect. Okay. Okay. I heard rumors. But they're in the studio. No, they'd be at home doing it, apparently. Oh, maybe in their home studio. It won't be tomorrow, though. Apparently, John's not here tomorrow either, is he? No. Correct. I think it's just Thursday, Friday. Hmm. But he's doing Krabby on Wednesday, I think. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I think he's got to take Dill to the airport. Because we don't have cabs or Ubers or anything. So I think they'll probably get it together and yeah. fix it up. Only. Only. Because they come to us all the way from, where are the Lymans? Marleth Park. They're in Pumalanga, South Africa. Uh, Marleth Park at WorldWideWaftage.com. On this day in 1877. September the 6th. Thank you. Jeez, already. The Minnesota chapter of the Women's Christian Temperance Union was formed. Temperance unions were dedicated to ending drunkenness. In 1889, Bob Younger died in the Minnesota State Prison in Stillwater, where he was serving a life sentence for his role in the Northfield Bank raid. Hmm. And on this day in 1952, 
presidential candidates Dwight D. Eisenhower and Adley E. Stevenson addressed a crowd of 125,000 at the first National Soil Conservation District Field Day and Plow Match held at a field named Plowville near Rochester, Minnesota. Unaware of that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Isn't that where Reavers went to college? Yeah, Plowville. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, on this day... In uh, uh, September uh, the 6th, yeah. on this day in 2002, Lodge Bolsley Jablonski number 219 was added to the National Regis- Register of Historic Places. It is an example of a fraternal lodge created in Minnesota around the turn of the century by Czech immigrants who had broken from Catholicism to join the free thought movement. These lodges served their community's social and cultural needs, including those normally met by churches. Huh. Interesting. That was on this day. Something weird could be going on. Sure. They had to wear the funny hats, huh? Yeah, yeah, they They were the buffalo hats? funny hats. Rituals and rites and whatnot. Thank you very much, GLers, and have a care for your water, your crime, your electricity, your bridges, your infrastructure, your failed academy, and these weak-kneed politicians you keep electing. And your windows. Have a care about clean windows. Kahuna Window Cleaning Services and Seasonal Services as well. They are online at kahunawindowcleaning.com, and they want you to use them. You know what? It's super easy to do. You get in touch with them. Uh, check out their website. They really do have a, a great website. Their phone number six one two eight 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 fifty two forty eight. This is veteran owned, and Kahuna Window Cleaning Service and Seasonal Services will clean out your gutters. They'll clean your roof. They'll clean your house. They'll do just about anything, and they'll do it safely. You don't have to climb up the ladder, six to eight foot ladder. I get nervous on the reviews that we've had from Garage Logicians. They show up. They do a fantastic job, and it is a, a wonderful. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. It's a wonderful company to do business with. And plus, they're going to leave, and you're going to have clean windows and empty gutters. Again, tell them that the rookie sent you. Give them a telephone number. Uh, Their telephone number is 612-888-5248, kahunawindowcleaning.com. Let them know that the rook sent you, and they will waive the trip charge. Again, kahunawindowcleaning.com. If this seems like a short show, it was. It was a short show. Can we do this more often? That was by design. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Well, fact of the matter remains, you still go to Pod MN if you're looking for more longer or shorter podcasts. That's on your uh, app, smartphone, podmn.com. Also, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You'll get tidbits of wonderful audio cuts, etc., and you'll be entertained for hours, as well as Instagram, Facebook, the Twitter Check it all out. And again, more information, check out garagelogic.com or any past podcast that you may have missed. Hopefully you're all caught up after Labor Day. Garagelogic.com. Post State Fair Job. Three